MLM Nation, episode 149. So you're, you're always doing the, uh, the webinars and, and you only do big presentations, where in reality, the money is made in the living room, at the, at the cafe, it's, it's made in the trenches. If you want to be successful, you just have to copy what MLM leaders do. Where you'll learn strategies, secrets, and inspiring stories from today's top MLM income earners. Hey, this is Simon, and we're going to take a quick break, and I'm going to share my secret and how I learn so quickly and quote-unquote read over 80 books a year. But before I do that, I want to highlight three of the most popular books that have been recommended by the leaders featured on MLM Nation. The first one is one of my all-time favorites, Your First Year in Network Marketing by Mark Yarnell. That book helped me overcome the frustration in my first year, and every distributor should read it. The second book is The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson. That book really expanded my mind on what it takes to be successful. And finally, GoPro by Eric Worre. This has been one of the most popular MLM books in recent years, and arguably, you can say it's one of the best ever. So now, let's be honest. How many of you know that leaders are readers, but you just don't like to read? Or if you're like me, I want to read, but I can only focus for about 10 minutes, and then my mind starts wandering, and it gets really, really boring. So here's the secret to how I can learn so much, even though I can't focus. It's with audiobooks. You know, I love audiobooks, and I've been listening to them ever since I got my first iPod in 2005. I listen to audiobooks when I walk my dog, when I go running, when I drive, when I do dishes and errands. Yes, I still have to do those, and so on. And now, as a listener to MLM Nation Podcast, you can get a free audiobook at MLMNationBook.com. You can choose one of the top three books I just recommended or any other book you want. In fact, you can choose over 180,000 different books. It is really cool. So it's that simple. It's very easy. Just go to MLMNationBook.com. That is MLMNationBook.com and grab your free audiobook today. Enjoy it and happy learning. MLM Nation, this is Simon Chan and I'm fired up to bring our special guest today from down under in Australia. Our guest is Rob King. Rob, are you ready to make it happen? Hey, Simon. I'm ready, and I couldn't be more excited. Rob King was full-time in the Army and also working as a personal trainer part-time when he found network marketing at 24 years old. He was first introduced to the products and didn't really take the business seriously. But after he went to his first big event, Rob made the life-changing decision to go all out in the business. Since then, in less than three years, Rob is now a six-figure earner in network marketing. So, Rob, I just given MLM Nation a brief intro, but please share more about your background and how you came across MLM. Yeah, absolutely, Simon. So, like you said, I was in the Army, and I'd been in there for six years. And at the time, I was you know, surrounded by some great friends, uh, had a very good career trajectory. I'd been promoted a few times, and really, on paper, everything, uh, I guess, looked great, but the problem was I actually felt pretty empty inside. I know that I wasn't really living in accordance to you know, my highest self and highest values. And I actually believe that that's where a lot of sort of depression, even if you're not aware of it, actually stems from. And so I was in a pretty, uh, pretty dark place. But 
yeah, I, I was, I, I love my health, love my fitness and sort of got introduced um, to the company, like you said, through the products first. And at that time, I really just didn't have the self-image of myself being a business person. So I thought, you know, great, I'll just take these products, get in the best health of my life, share it with some friends and family and, you know, go from there. But like you said, it wasn't until I went to my first annual event and I saw Superstar after Superstar getting on stage, sharing their story and that, and being able to, to relate to those stories and where they'd come from, that really changed my whole perception on what I could do. What, so the event was really the turning point? Yeah, thing. absolutely. So what, yep. what, what happened at that event? I mean, obviously it was very motivating, but what, was there something specific that was said or triggered it that got you really going? Well, as they say uh, in the industry, facts tell and stories sell. And I'd, I'd, I'd seen all the facts. You know, I'd seen all the percentages of, of people who um, had made you know, six, seven-figure incomes. I just didn't see myself fitting into that category until I went um, to that annual event and saw the stories. And you know, I saw people who had, had been just you know, cleaners and, and janitors and you know, um, had come from, from basically nothing to where they were, you know, making huge incomes and living the life of their dreams. And I just thought, yeah, if they can do it, I can certainly do this. So once you decided to go all out and all in the business, did you have immediate success or you had some challenges? I've, of course, I had some, uh, some challenges. But to be honest, uh, every, once I made that decision, um, pretty much with anything in life, when I, when I make a decision to do something, I do it correctly and, and I'm willing to go through that pain. I think a lot of that stems from the mindset that you develop uh, in, in the army as well because you understand, you know, um, you, you've just got to get the job done. Otherwise, you know, problems can occur. So I, I, I decided then to, to become the best um, I could be in this industry. I started studying the best people in the industry and really just got really enveloped in self-development and yeah, from there, I just started attracting a lot more of the right people into my business. So why do you think, I mean, because you've had a, a lot of success for a very short amount of time, less than three years, six figures a year. Why do you think you've had success while a lot of distributors struggling? What are they not doing? From what I've seen, I believe a lot of people don't have the sense of urgency. They kind of think, okay, you know, if someone can make, you know, six, seven figures in three years, I can just sort of do 50% of the work that they're doing and it will just take me twice as long, which is, you know, fine. And we have this perception of, you know, things need to take a certain amount of time. You know, if you go to university and you want to get a PhD, it's going to take you seven, eight years. Um, so we have that same perception, that same programming that we've developed through the education system. We take that into this business. The problem is, is in the 21st century, people's attention spans are nanoseconds. I mean, you look at, look at Snapchat, you can have a maximum of 10 seconds. That's all you've got to occupy someone's mind. And it's the same thing in this business. If you try and build this thing slow, you're, you're going to lose people because they're just going to get bored and they're not going to see it. So I think that's where a lot of people um, get let down is they try and build it too slow. You know, you uh, brought up a really good point. There's so much wisdom in what you said. I think this is the first time somebody actually brought it up in the show. And we've been on like 148 uh, episodes before you. And you mentioned that 
you know, a lot of people say, oh, if you made, if it took you like three years to make a hundred thousand, then well, maybe I'll go a little slower, maybe at one third of your pace, and it may take me nine years to hit six figures. Or maybe if I go half the pace, six years to hit six figures. But I think you hit the point. Like it takes momentum. Like it's kind of like a rocket ship. You need that crazy momentum to take off. If you go any slower. The, or like a plane it would never take off, right? So they can work nine years or like at half, at the, maybe at half of your effort, but it would take them 20, 30 years. It would just never make it because they don't have that momentum. That's exactly right, Simon. And I actually heard that analogy first when I started listening to Eric Worre. He was talking about it wasn't a rocket ship. It was actually um, a plane on the runway. And to actually get a plane to actually take off the runway, the throttle has to be 100% sent down and you can back it off a bit later once you gain that momentum and you're in the air but to actually get off the runway it has to be fully down hmm. and you and then you come from an army background and um, no business skills and you talk about self-development made a bit played a huge part what is your self-development routine like what do you do obviously you do self-development every day otherwise you wouldn't be where you are do you have a specific routine what books what do you do, do you self-development in the morning at night what do you do so I am um, I'm 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 ADD basically, or at least that's what I uh, was diagnosed with as a child, and I, I just like to think that I, I need to be doing things all the time. So I can't sit and read a book for you know three four hours. So I do about fifteen minutes of reading in the morning, and maybe fifteen to thirty minutes of reading um, before night. The reason I do it in the morning is to empower the day, to really get me in the right mindset to go ahead. The reason why I do it at night is because that's when your uh, your subconscious mind is very open to ideas because you're uh, you're getting tired and basically your guards are down and so you want to feed your subconscious mind with the most positive stuff you can. That's why I always tell all my team the worst thing you can do before bed is to watch the news um, or scroll Facebook and just get enveloped in that drama because you're going to wake up scared. I don't know how people even leave the house with the amount of uh, drama they get into their lives. Absolutely. Now, um, you read for 15 minutes at a time. That's way better than me, by the way. When I first started, like, I always wanted to read books. I buy these books. But I get so excited. And then, like, I read, I get bored. Most I could would focus on was five minutes. I had to slowly work. And even nowadays, I only read, like, 13 minutes at a time. I've actually done where I track myself 13 minutes at a time. Anything more than that, I kind of lose focus. So you could do 15 minutes um, and... And what I actually end up doing, I actually do them like, like you. Like you, I do it two, three times. I may read two or three times a day, but no more than 13 minutes. Did you all of a sudden could read 15 minutes or you had to build that up? Um, I, I could read 15 minutes because uh, I had to read things in the army as well and sort of um, really focus in on them. And like if you've got a, a set of orders that you have to carry out in the army, uh, there can be pretty bad consequences if you don't, uh, if you're not able to focus and read that entirely. So I think I developed that um, a little bit from the army. Uh, but like you said, it's it's one of those things. As you practice, it's like a muscle that you take to the gym. Your brain is the exact same thing if you keep doing it. So for the people listening right now, you might only be able to do you know three minutes of actually focusing on a reading. But if you continue that practice and keep looking to master it and just add every day, then you're going to get that compound effect. And the other one thing I was going to say is whenever I'm not doing anything, I always have headphones with, um, with my phone. So if I'm not on a conference call, if I'm not prospecting, if I'm, if I'm just um, walking somewhere, I've got the headphones in and I've got um, the audio books playing as well. 
That is really good advice. Uh, you know, you really remind me a lot about myself. When I used to, I got my first iPod. Tells you how old I am. iPod and listening to audience <laughs> walking around like you, even doing dishes, doing I, you know, doing stuff. But you know, ML Nation, Rob King just gave you awesome advice. You know, like a lot of you, um, even if you can't read for three minutes, read for one minute because Rob talked about it. it's, just, it's just like working out. Your brain is a muscle. Don't say that, oh, I, I'm not a reader, I can't focus. It's a muscle that needs to be developed, just like going to the gym. If you can't do a push-up, you know, you can't do one push-up. You probably can't do tw- – if you never worked out before, you can't do 20 push-ups. But start with one and keep building up. The next day you go two. It may take you a month to do 10, but if you keep doing it slowly, you can build up to 100 push-ups. And, and reading is the same thing. Like Rob says, do it a little bit each day. Everything is a muscle. Exactly right, Simon. Now, um, take us back to your journey. What was your aha moment where, like, maybe because we talked about the big event, you saw the big event, but in terms of skills, was there a certain skill or mindset or something that was like a light bulb moment that went off and then your business really took off and had, like, really good duplication? Yeah, I think one of my biggest aha moments was uh, when I was talking uh, with one of my leaders and we were reflecting on uh, how he had no results for a really long time. And we were talking about how, you know, a lot of people in his position probably would have quit. And I asked him, you know, why, why did you never quit? And he said one day he was actually going to quit, but he got a call from me. And it was just something that I said that picked him up and allowed him to keep pushing through. And three weeks later, he had a massive breakthrough and actually doubled his business. And... So I think a big aha moment is realizing that, you know, all the skills and training people on the skills is great because I was training, you know, he, he was getting a lot of the skills training, but it was that mindset. Once he made that, um, that shift in his paradigm, everything else changed. So what I think network marketing really is at its core, it, it's the real stuff. It's, it's taking someone, being there for them and helping them stay in the game long enough so that they can have a breakthrough um, because at the end of the day, we are speaking to people's um, conscious and subconscious minds and we're, we're helping them change their self-image because at the end of the day, um, how, the, how the conscious and subconscious mind works is that, you know, the, the conscious mind is the, is the thinker and then the subconscious mind is the prover. So a lot of people go through life thinking things that are in complete contradiction to what they actually want. And uh, I'll give you a, a quick example of that that I think a lot of people will be able to relate to is, um, you know, you've got, a, you've got um, a lovely female and she gets involved in a horrible relationship with a guy that just is absolutely terrible to her, you know, possibly cheating on her, whatever it is. And she gets out of that relationship and she starts thinking all guys are like that and all, all guys are, you know, dirtbags or, or, or whatever you want to uh, call it. And... So then what happens is that conscious mind talks to the subconscious mind and the subconscious mind goes, okay, I'm going to prove that thought correct. And it, the reticular activating system, which is the, uh, the reptilian part of our brain, goes to work like a, like a honing missile and just locks on to people that fit that description. So now that belief grows and it grows because she keeps bumping into people that are exactly what she doesn't want to bump into, but it's what she's focusing on. So I think we do that in the business a lot as well is, you know, we might be saying, oh, I keep bumping into people who just aren't motivated and they don't want to um, do the business. They don't take it as seriously as me. And we keep thinking that 
And the subconscious mind keeps going, okay, I'm going to keep proving you right. I'm going to keep proving you right. Oh, you don't think you're a leader? I'm going to keep proving you correct. So I think at the core, the biggest aha moment I've had is we really need to shift people's paradigms. Sometimes they don't just need new skills. They need to be able to shift their paradigm and self-image. That is so good. That was a boatload of knowledge. I can't believe you're only 27 years old. Like you talk about a reticular activating system, subconscious mind. You know, if MLM Nation, if you lost that, that's really good stuff. The main thing is you attract what you think. You know, and, and you know, Rob just mentioned the subconscious mind. It, it, it cannot tell what's positive or negative. If you think like, you know, he gave a great example, all guys are bad, then, the, you know, the subconscious mind is, I'm going to prove it to you. If you feel like you're not, and I think this is something that, you know, hurts most distributors. Most distributors don't feel they're successful yet. Right, Rob? Would you agree to it? And I think that's what holds them back. Absolutely. And a lot of it stems from self-worth as well. They don't, they don't think they're worthy of success too. Yeah, they don't believe like they earned a million. And I think ML Nation, be honest with yourself. If you all of a sudden got a million dollars today, do you really deep down believe you deserve every penny of it? Or some part of it may feel, oh, I got lucky. And if you actually felt that you got lucky, then it's part of like what Rob said, right? You, you, the, your lack of self-worth, you don't believe you deserve it. If you don't believe you deserve it, all the other stuff sabotages yourself. You sabotage yourself. Absolutely. And, and yeah, you can see evidence of that everywhere, Simon. Now, you talk about the downline that you called, and because you called them, you care about them. Uh, do you call everyone on your team, or certain, they have to hit a certain criteria before they deserve your time? Yeah, I definitely don't have enough time uh, in, the, uh, in the day, unfortunately, to call everyone. But, yeah, I, I look for the people. It doesn't necessarily have to be the most skilled and naturally talented people. I'm looking for the people who, who want the help and who are applying it and really, uh, really see it and, and want to grow themselves. And those are the people that I'm always looking for and connecting. Mm. And, you know, we talk about subconscious mind. That was probably the subconscious mind was working there. I mean, of all times, you somehow you call that person on that day, right? It's like, and that's the cool thing about a subconscious mind. It's like the autopilot. Because Rob has these beliefs, he automatically decided to do this, call this person. Because of that, that empowered this guy. He prevented him from quitting, and now the guy's growing his business. So really good stuff. is all the mindset, the paradigm. Uh, what, by the way, what books did you read to learn this type of stuff? And I normally will ask you about recommended books towards the end of the show, but you shared something so profound. It's so important. What are some books you could recommend that's related to what you just shared? I think one of the best books to what I just shared, Dan, is The Magic of Believing by Claude Bristol. He really talks about, uh, about the power of the subconscious mind and also how to set affirmations up in the correct way um, according to their pitch and resonance. So it really um, becomes a lot more powerful. Mm. So I want to a- uh, keep asking you about this because this is so good. What is, what is the correct way to set affirmation and how do most people do it incorrectly? Well, most people um, do it incorrectly because they don't understand that uh, the subconscious mind doesn't look at time as the way we do. And so they set the affirmation and go, um, I, I, I want to be, I, I wish I would be rich or I want to be, uh, I want to have money. And so the subconscious mind goes, okay, you want to have money. We're going to give you that. And 12 months from now, you're going to still want to have money. You're going to still want to uh, reach that pinnacle level in your company, that rank, uh, whatever it is. So the, what people don't understand with affirmations is they need to set it 
as if it's already happened. They need to envision themselves. If, if your goal is to become a seven-figure earner, you need to already be affirming to yourself that you are a seven-figure earner. And then you will start acting in accordance with how a seven-figure earner would operate. Um, really good stuff. Um, really, really good stuff. And no, I, we can go on and on about this. Maybe we can even bring you back one day for another episode just to talk about this because you have so much wisdom here. Uh, but we gotta, I want to move on to the next uh, question, which goes really about your journey because you've had a lot of success in three years. But, you know, the entrepreneur journey is a roller coaster, as we all know. So, Rob, what is your toughest and worst moment in network marketing where most people will quit? Maybe even you hated the business. You regret you started. But somehow that you didn't quit and because of that you learned valuable lessons and you are where you are today. Definitely. So I um I actually had pretty smooth sailing for the majority um until I actually reached a huge amount of momentum. And I went from um I went from making about eight thousand dollars um a month to all the way up to eighteen thousand dollars a month in a very short period of time. And the thing was, is uh, the ego is the most expensive thing we own. And I, I sort of got caught up in a little bit of the ego. I thought, you know, that the good times would last forever. I thought, you know, um, we, we started to slacken off in a bit of our standards. We started to slacken off on some of the stuff like mindset, like uh, developing people's internal communication, like developing the, the basics of the skills and the fundamentals. And we were just hyping a lot of people into the business and I I learned a big lesson that way because we were selling you know oh you know you come in make money really fast it's it's really easy and we were attracting the people who wanted fast money they wanted the uh the materialistic things which you know I'm not I'm not here to say materialistic things are evil but that that's what their primary focus was and the thing about that is when people don't get the results and they bought into a into a two-month, three-month plan, and they don't get the results after that, things start to go down south and you start to lose a lot of people. So I ended up going from that, that large income all the way back down to $10,000 a month. And you know, probably a lot of people on here are listening and going, well, $10,000 a month, that's still great. But when you get to that level, it, it stops being about the money and it starts becoming about the results and the impact. And it was a big wake-up call for me that, we were we were doing the business wrong and we'd sort of lost our way and we were able to regroup and and really come together as a core and go, hold on, we're missing a lot of the key things here that makes a great organization. Mm. I like what you said. It's not about just about the money, but about the people and the impact, you said. Is that correct? Is that what you said? Yeah, absolutely. It's really, that's really, really important. I think at the end of the day, because uh, when you started – when we start this conversation, you talk about like when you're in the army, you didn't have that fulfillment and then, the, you know, that leads to depression and things like that. I think uh, network marketing, at the end of the day, it's not just about the money. It's about the impact you have, right? I think that's, wouldn't you agree, that's like probably one of the bigger fulfilling things about network marketing. Not just about the money and the materialistic, but the, you know, like the fact that you could create something out of nothing. Like you were, you, you know, when you joined, oh, you had the one product and then you had no customers and now you have an organization, I think that's the ultimate satisfaction, the fact that, Rob, you created that. Absolutely. And when you're at a large event and you have people coming in from different areas that are in your team and they might be, you know, um, 20 levels deep and, and you might not have ever met this person, but they heard one line that you did on a webinar that completely changed 
um, their life and then they were able to go on and help this other person improve their life in some way, maybe it was through the product, the service, um, or, or through the business model. And that, that really just hits you in the, in the feel, Simon, and, and it makes you understand that, you know, it, it is just like chucking a pebble um, in, in the pond and watching that ripple effect occur. Yeah, and I want to uh, talk about uh, you know when your income dropped, and I think this this is this is what really leadership is, and what about the mindset that Rob talked about? It's like you can never criticize, complain. You know, leadership look within themselves what's wrong, and you know when his when Rob your income dropped, you said that your ego. I love this. You said ego is the most expensive thing to own, right? And so a lot of people will go criticize, who, who you know, will say, oh, this company's not working out, or this business doesn't work, or the products are too expensive, or I knew this wouldn't work out. But you actually say, hey, we are doing something wrong. Let's go. We forgot, you know, we moved away from doing the things that got us there. And I think that takes a lot of humility to do that. And I think that is what leadership is about. It's like the humility and knowing that, hey, if things don't go well, it's my fault. And and that's what you did, Rob. So that is really, really good leadership lesson you just shared. Thanks, Owen. Yeah, I, I think yeah, taking ownership is is the most important thing in this business. You can't. It's it's easy uh, over here in Australia. You know, you hear a lot of people complain about the economy, and and um, and because obviously a lot of uh, network mining companies are United States um, based. Uh, the 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 dollar is our dollar is very weak compared to the US right now. And there's two sides to the coin there. You can look at it and go, oh, my God, we're paying so much. You know, it's so much harder now. Or you can go, well, now there's so much more opportunity to earn in U.S. dollars. And it's a completely different way of looking at it. Yeah, exactly. I think the poverty mindset is, oh, it's more money coming out. It's more expensive. While the wealthy way to look at it is, hey, we can earn more now, right? I think that's the difference. Like most people, they're just focusing on saving money, cutting losses, stop losing money. That, I think that's like, you know, what you talked about subconscious mind, sabotaging. That's what they're focusing on. While successful leaders, they're focusing on, hey, let's make more money, right? Forget about saving more money. Let's just make more money because we have a great opportunity here. Exactly. Constantly in a, in a state of mind of abundance. What would you consider to be a proudest moment in network marketing? Ah, uh, my proudest moment. Well, I'd love to say uh, it was the annual event uh, where I recently got inducted into uh, the Founders Council. But what I really want to uh, share with you is uh, is more of a it's it's not as an attractive moment, not as a glitzy moment. But this is really the real stuff. This is what led up to that. And I, I had food poisoning, and I was vomiting all morning. And I had a scheduled appointment with uh, two prospects an hour and a half away, and. I, I was talking to Tony, I was like, you know, I, I really just want to reschedule this. But something in my gut, um, besides the other uh, sickness, was saying, hey, you've got to go to this, this meeting because you said it. And if you do this, the universe is going to reward you for putting in this effort. When it, it, the universe is testing you right now. So I got a friend to drive me there. I had a bucket in the car. I was vomiting all the way there got to the meeting and because I turned up and I was sick, the guys were like, oh my God, you know, the, we're, we're, they had no fear around, oh, yeah, are we going to get enough support here? They were like, well, this guy's going to drive down here when, you know, he's sick and throwing up and got food poisoning. You know, I think he's going to have our back. And so they got started, which um, isn't the, the biggest thing, but I think I, I made personally a 
big um, leap in my self-belief and what I thought I could do. And it, it was a big win for me just doing that, those actions. That is super inspiring. That's what leadership is. Leaders show up, right? Leadership is a responsibility. You set that appointment there and you made it happen. And I think it goes back to what you said at the beginning, Army. In the Army, you get the job done, right? You said that. It doesn't matter if you're food poisoning, you got a bucket in the car ready to vomit, you're, you know, vomit your guts out, but you are showing up. And I think these are the small things, you know. Uh, you know, we talked ML Nation. We talked about, like, leadership toughness is a muscle, these are the things where right, that's why Rob is where he is today. Because that little small thing, you be, oh, yeah, he just showed up. But it builds character and it builds confidence. It builds self-esteem. And that's why Rob is where he is today. So, Rev, thank you for sharing that. Really inspiring. Very inspiring. No, so, I'm sorry. Uh, what excites you most about network marketing now? I mean, you've been in the business for only three years, but what excites you the most? Well, I think the industry uh, is becoming a lot more real. Uh, I, I think social media is actually helping this. I think what we're finding now is people are um, getting uh, just hyped in on, uh, on on the big money and everything, but they're actually seeing the authenticity of, of a lifestyle they can create. And, you know, with, with these social media platforms, we're starting to see, you know, people like on, on Snapchat, for example, I'm finding um, that that's, that's been a really good avenue to connect with people because it, it's a, it mirrors a lot like our normal social interactions because because the, the messages and and the videos get deleted, it's a lot like real conversation because if, if me and you are, are talking um, down the street, Simon, you, you're not going to be recording uh, what we're saying and you're, you're just going to have to go by memory. So Snapchat is, is a lot like that and it's making people a lot more authentic and I see that there's a big shift uh, right now in people wanting to take control of their lives and they're realizing, hey, you know, maybe no one, maybe I shouldn't be leaving it up to the government to look after me. Maybe I should take ownership of my own finances and create my own internal economy, basically. Mm, really good, really good. Very good insight there. Um, hey, Ron, as we go towards the end of the show, I want uh, to pick your brain a little bit. So, with some really quick questions, okay? And one of them is what is one of your favorite success quotes that motivates you? One of my favorite success quotes. You know what, Simon? I love the quote by Conor McGregor, all that matters is how you see yourself. And the reason why I love that quote so much is really, as we were saying before, the self-image determines every belief we have and we, and we hold on to that. And that's what determines our actions, which determines our results. And so many times in life, we live up to what other people perceive us and we buy into what they say that we, that we are. Whereas really, if we take it upon ourselves to create our own self-image, we can do anything. Mm, really, really good. Um, it goes back to it's all the mindset, the mindset paradigm shift. What is the... Absolutely. What, what is one habit that's helped, aside from personal development, because you talked about the 15 minutes before, in the morning, 15 minutes before you go to sleep, but what's one habit that's helped you become successful? Communication, for sure. Uh, in, in the army, we have a saying: "No comms, no bombs." So uh, <laughs> I, I, I've uh, duplicated that within our team, and we, you know, we're constantly doing, you know, Zoom calls. We're constantly connecting with each other. And what I really want to talk about communication here, though, is not just ringing up someone and asking them surface level questions. Not just ringing up someone and saying, "How many invites did you do today?" or "How many presentations did you do today?" 
you, you have to do that stuff for accountability. But also, when you're communicating with someone, really listen to them. Really listen for the tonal patterns and find out where they're at because they might be saying something. They might be saying, oh, yeah, things are really good, but you can hear in their voice that things aren't great. And it's those moments where you can capture someone and you can really discover what, what's going on in their mind. You can help them through that moment and that could, be, that could make a huge impact and that person could um, go from maybe they were about to quit to becoming a top earner in your organization. Really good. By the way, I love the Army references because like, uh, when I just got started in the remarking, I had no discipline whatsoever. And one of my first mentors was Steve Schwartz, who's actually been on ML Nation. And he was an Army guy. And he basically, uh, you can just imagine, like a city boy like me with no discipline, and he just whipped me in shape. And uh, so I, I got, and he would call me, or, and I actually shared on the show, he would call me at like 7 a.m. in the morning, like, Simon, what's going on? Who are your three ways? How many people? And I was like, this guy is crazy, man. Like, and he'd be like, dude, 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 wake up. Seven. I was like, Steve, it's 7 a.m. in the morning. Yeah, in the military, we get up at 5 a.m., so you're two hours late. Get up, rise and shine. But, um, you know, and Steve, you're listening to this, uh, you know, I'm probably laughing about it, but it's a lot of the discipline and he I got from the military, and uh, so I think it's, it's awesome, and I just love the military references, the army you're talking about, and uh, I and I have it down here, and you know we're gonna put this in the show notes. Get the job done. I love that. So anyway, I could talk about. I feel like I could talk to you forever, Rob. <laughs> like it's it's really. Cool. Um, I'm loving it, and and yeah, you've got to be really grateful for being able to have a mentor like that. Um, because that, that sounds like he was really onto you, and uh, that that probably helped develop a lot of the character that you have today, Simon. Yeah, definitely. You know, he was all business. Like, I remember the first time he came to L.A., right? If you have a friend to come to L.A., he's visiting. He's from Texas. So I would like, hey, you want to grab lunch? I'll take you a nice – he liked Japanese food. I'll take you a nice sushi place. And he just came down and was like, all right, what's your Wi-Fi password? I was like, what? Like, I, come on. we got to log in. i got to come with prospects to call. I was like, you don't want to grab lunch? Like, no, we, we, we'll do that later. We got, I have like 10 people I need to call, and I need a two sign-ups this week. What do you got going on? I was like, man, this guy is a machine. Right? It's like the military. Come on, Simon, get back to your computer. Let's prospect. And what we did go out, but, was that, but he made sure that it was like a routine, discipline. We get our stuff done, and then we can play later. And uh, so it was good stuff. Yes, absolutely. That, that is a big motto in the Army is, you know, you work hard, and then you, uh, you play hard too. <laughs> yes, um, what's the best piece of advice you ever received, Rob? Frontlining solves, solves all problems, for sure. And I mean, that, that probably relates to a lot what Steve was saying. Don't you know, let's, let's get the frontlining done first. And I think any time in your business, if you look at when you're having momentum, you're probably frontlining the most and bringing in the most people. And then what happens is we start to, our, our, we want to move um, towards pleasure and move away from pain. And we start to get this thing that goes, okay, well, you've brought in a lot of people now. Now you can you know, let them go to work and, and you, know, you can gain all the leverage now because you know, that, that's what you know, everyone's sold in network marketing is on this thing of leverage. And sometimes we think it's created too easy and we think you know, we can just you know, frontline for a few months and then sit back and, and everything's just going to duplicate magically. But what I've found in my business is any time that I've you know, slackened off on the front lining, in my business has slowed. So I've been able to identify that really quickly and get straight back into front lining mode. So by front lining, just to clarify for those who don't know, ML Nation, it means personal sponsoring, correct? Yeah, prospecting, getting out there, inviting, um, meeting new contacts, doing presentations. And I think you brought up, you actually really, like, really point blank, 
very straightforward there. You said that we don't like the sponsoring, so we're doing we're going always going towards pleasure and avoiding pain, right? So we sponsor all these people because sponsoring's you know it's part of it, it's hard work, and we then we justify by saying, oh, I need to train them now. You go into management mode, but no, yes. right? It's a lie. The only reason you're not sponsoring because you don't want to. You want to avoid the pain of sponsoring. It's not because you really care 100. percent Yeah, you do care, but it's because you want to avoid the pain of prospecting or running around and do meetings. Yes, and then you, be, you you start to become this, you know, laptop expert, or you're you're always doing the uh, the webinars, and and you only do big presentations. Where in reality, the money is made in the living room at the at the cafe. It's it's made in the trenches. Mm, definitely, really good. Uh, what's a favorite prospecting to you? So, say someone's interested in the business, uh, do you send them a link to an online video first, or do you meet them and? use a laptop presentation? Do you show your iPad or do you use a newsletter of your company, newspaper or something? What do you like to use? I like to catch up with someone, find out um, their values because at the end of the day, if you can link someone's highest values to this business and this opportunity, then they're in. You know, they're going to see that, you know, hey, this is going to get me to my highest self of where I want to live. And sometimes people aren't even aware of that. So you have to probe and ask some questions that really digs down into what they actually really care about and then from there you know i like to leave people with some samples and also um especially if they're a, a very sharp person i'm going to leave them with a copy of uh, of my mentor's um actual book because he's in my company so i think if, if you've got someone in your company who's written a book that's some great leverage right there to uh, leverage off a leader and you know, lucky enough to have um, Dave Nelson as a mentor of mine. He wrote the book, um, The New Era of Network Marketing. So you can get that uh, on, on Amazon, check a little plug there. And uh, that, that's a really great book that I, uh, I, I use to, uh, to help, um, I guess, shift people's paradigms and make them see the power of network marketing, especially um, with the new generation. Yeah, definitely awesome book and an amazing leader, Dave Nelson. Uh, if you haven't heard of him, go check him out. Google has, uh, I will link that his book on the show notes page. But uh, he was on ML Nation back about like a year ago on episode 24. Dave Nelson, super inspiring. And just like Rob, very, very young, but so wise beyond their years. Uh, amazing, amazing leader. Now, um, you talked about Snapchat before. For those who don't know, can you just share a little bit really quickly in 30 seconds what Snapchat is? Because obviously I think you use it a lot for your business, correct? Yeah, definitely. So Snapchat is, it's kind of like Instagram, except you, after you've posted a picture or after you've posted a video, it actually gets uh, deleted within 24 hours. So people have to act with a bit more urgency. And, you know, it's like sometimes in network marketing, if you send a, a, a tool to someone, but you show no urgency and you keep going, oh, I haven't checked it out yet. I haven't, because there's no urgency there. So what I find with Snapchat is people live more in the moment and there's a bit more interaction. So I think it's, um, it's the newest way of, uh, of interacting and building um, online. And Gary Vanderchuk, he, he's wrote some great articles on Snapchat and the power of that. So for anyone who wants to look um, more in detail um, into techniques and, and strategies on how you can really market yourself on Snapchat, highly recommend uh, searching up Gary Vanderchuk and Snapchat. Awesome. And aside from The Magic of Believing and also Dave Nelson's book, any other book you could recommend to ML Nation? I think one of the best books, uh, especially for a new distributor, is Beach Money by Jordan Adler. And it's, it's not so much just a skills book. 
it's really just a story about him going through his network marketing journey. And why I love that book is it's it's so relatable, and I think it it, it really um, snipes people. It get, gets people from the susceptible negative influence of other people. It really uh, hits the nail on the head there, and allows people to really see the bigger picture. So I really love that book. And that's a definitely a must-read, Beach Money by Jordan Allen. We had Jordan Allen on the show before, episode 49. But definitely go get that book. And ML Nation, I know you love audio because you listen to the show. So if you haven't already, you can get an amazing free audiobook at MLMNationBook.com. That is MLMNationBook.com. Now, Rob, here's the last question, the million-dollar question. Are you ready? I'm ready. Before we go to the million-dollar question, you already know the importance of recruiting, and if you can't sponsor, you simply will never earn any real income in network marketing. Sponsoring is so important, and that's why I'm inviting you to a free training that will teach you the skills to easily approach any prospect, and especially how to open a conversation with people who are smart and have good business skills. These are the people who will be your future leaders. I want you to check out my free sponsoring workshop webinar where you learn how to avoid the five deadly prospecting mistakes and I'll give you three simple scripts on how to properly approach anyone, whether the cold market or warm market. You can register for free at sponsoringworkshop.com. That is www.sponsoringworkshop.com. This is the training that helped me earn over a million dollars in MLM and giving me the residual income so I can be a stay-at-home dad with my kids and also have the time to give back and produce these MLM Nation podcasts for you. Not only will you know how to properly approach and present, the best part is you get my famous six-figure clothes to get prospects to sign up. This is the same script that I used to sign up one of my party animal friends who's now a Diamond Director, Million Dollar Club member, and a stay-at-home dad with his two kids. So go register for this webinar now at SponsoringWorkshop.com. This training is so important that I made it available at four different times for you. So it doesn't matter where you live in the world, you can access it live. So go to SponsoringWorkshop.com and register today. Here's the million-dollar question. Imagine you had to start all over again and you knew no one. So your contact list was zero. Your Facebook friends were zero. But you had all your current knowledge, skills, and wisdom. So you're kind of like an alien that went to another planet, but they spoke English. So what's the <laughs> first, first thing you would do or the first place you would go to find prospects and build an ML business from scratch? That's a great question. And I think history is our greatest uh, teacher a lot of the time because every single person listening to this right now, yourself, Simon, myself, at one stage we started off with no network or basically only our parents. And what happened was how did we build our network is we went through certain um, social circles such as school, work, hobbies, and sport. So if I was to start again, I would do exactly that. I would join sports that I'm interested in. I would join hobby groups. I'd go be doing um, yoga classes. I'd be getting a job where there was a lot of uh, a lot of people to interact with, and I would build my network the exact same way as we naturally build our network growing up. Really good advice. I love the analogy. At one point, we had zero, right? And I guess when we were babies, we only knew our parents. And slowly through, you know, just normal life, school, sports, and everything, we meet people. It's a really good advice. I love the way how you put things very simple. Really good. Very relatable. I'm a simple guy, Simon. 
Uh, as we wrap up, Rob, do you have any last words or advice? And then what's the best way our listeners can connect with you and contact you? Yeah, so my, my advice really is that if, if you're struggling, really work on your self-image. Work with, uh, with your sponsorship upline because they, they've been through um, what you've been through. Otherwise, they, they wouldn't be in your upline. And, and if you have people in your upline who maybe aren't giving you the support, just keep going up because you're going to find someone. You're going to eventually find a top earner in that line. So keep, keep getting your name out there and keep, uh, keep working on yourself every day. It's a daily discipline. It's, uh, it really is the compound effect. And uh, where, where people can catch me, well, you can catch me on Instagram and Snapchat as Rob King uh, 88 And also I have a Facebook um, business page, which is just Rob King. So connect with me there. I, uh, I, I love to post up some interesting things. I love to post up a lot of things on, on theory. And yeah, we're, we'd love to connect with you guys. And you know, I think we can make this industry great together. ML Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And today, you'll be hanging out with Rob King. So keep up the momentum and go to mlnation.net and just type in Rob, R-O-B. Very simple name, simple Rob. So he's a simple guy. Simple name, Rob, at the search bar. And the show notes will pipe right up. And all the books and the nuggets of wisdom will be right there. In order to be successful in network marketing, you must help others. So, Rob, thanks again for sharing your valuable time with ML Nation. We're grateful to you, and we appreciate you for having a positive impact on millions of distributors worldwide. Thanks again, Rob, and God bless you. Thanks so much for having me, Simon. Have a great day. This episode is brought to you by Ambitious Women's Success Club. Ambitious Women's Success Club is the first club ever to provide affordable, on-demand business coaching for network marketers. In almost all my interviews with top MLM leaders on MLM Nation, one thing they've all had in common is they all had great mentors and coaches. Even for me, I didn't have any success until I started working with a personal mentor. The key is to making sure you have a mentor with a proven track record and someone you can really rely on for support when you need them. So how would you like to have a mentor that you can call every time you need help? Now, I do have my own coaching programs, but due to my limited time, I can't possibly answer every phone call from every distributor. That's why I've partnered with Ambitious Women's Success Club. As a member of Ambitious Women's Success Club, every time you need help or stuck with something, you just call a number and a business coach and successful entrepreneur will help you out. The coaches at Ambitious Women's Success Club have all built successful businesses and also have years of experience helping other entrepreneurs do the same. This coaching program was founded by two amazing business leaders, Amy Applebaum and Esther Spina. Amy's a best-selling author, successful entrepreneur, and been featured on multiple media publications such as the New York Times, International Herald Tribune, CNN, ABC, Cosmopolitan Magazine, and much more. While Esther Spina has written two books and is a real MLM rock star. She's an amazing leader who currently earns seven figures a year in her company. You know, that is, if you're doing the math, over $20,000 a week. So Esther definitely knows what it takes to be successful in network marketing. And as a member of Ambitious Women's Success Club, you get one-on-one laser coaching and also access to the fastest-growing coaching club for almost nothing. You get $500 per hour coaching for just a fraction of the cost. It's a really, really, really good deal, and the coaches are amazing. You definitely want to check this out. So go check out Ambitious Women's Success Club at momnation.net forward slash club. Again, that's momnation.net forward slash club. ML Nation, 
Wow, that was so impressive for someone only 27 years old, Rob King. You know, I've talked to so many people, Gen Y, and he is an amazing leader. I think a lot of it comes from his mentor, Dave Nelson. You know, he had an awesome show, episode 24, uh, ML Nation. And I have to thank Dave. He was the one who connected me with Rob, and I got to meet and hang, you know, hang out with Rob for a little bit. Uh, even though it was just like a McDonald's hangout, get to know him a little bit when I was out down in Australia uh, in December 2015. It was like, wow, this guy is good. We got to have you on the show. So thanks, Dave Nelson. If you're listening to this, thank you for connecting us. Um, and definitely, if you've never heard of Dave Nelson, check out his his podcast, episode 24, and also his book that he'd written. And we'll put that in the show notes as well. Um, Rob King, you know, connect with him. This guy is a winner, okay? Go to mlnation.net. Put a search bar, just put in Rob, R-O-B, it'll pop right up. Uh, very dynamic, only less than three years, six-figure earner. But you can tell why, because he's the mindset, right? He talked about um, it is the shift in the mindset. And he, and he gave a great example how we have a subconscious and a conscious mind. And most of the time, our beliefs sabotage what we want. And he gave a great example of like the woman who wants a good, nice, marry a nice man, but he always thinks like guys are terrible. So again, your subconscious cannot tell whether it's positive or negative. So if you think men are bad, that they'll automatically think, oh, it's bad, right? And they'll actually justify, prove, prove yourself wrong. And think about this. How many times have you think that, oh, today's going to be a tough day and the day turns out to be tough? Right or you and it's, it's kind of like the placebo effect as well. If you think something's going to be great, it'll be great, right? So watch what you think. And the only thing you can control are three things, right? Your attitude, your outlook, and your response. And Rob gave a great, you know, very humble. Too. He said the ego is the most expensive thing to own. When his income dropped in half, um, he started looking at himself. My ego, I stopped doing, I stopped slacking on the things I used to do and just start hyping things up, taking the easy way. I stopped sponsoring. I started make, taking things easy. And by the way, the habit is always got to be sponsoring. Always got to be sponsoring. You keep sponsoring until you hit your passive income goal. You always got sponsoring. It's not like I sponsor one person now. Let me spend all my time training. I don't make any calls. No, because then your business is going to collapse like that. Keep on sponsoring. And um, so he, he shared about those when... His income dropped. You could easily easily say it's the company or the products or the exchange rate. But he said, "Hey, remember the only the three things you can control: is your attitude, your outlook, and response." You know, and he has an awesome attitude. He has a great outlook. He said, "Okay, the response was it's something my ego, something I'm doing. I moved away from the basics. I stopped doing what I was was making me successful. I'm going back." And by the way, that is leadership. Okay, you want to know what leadership is? That is leadership. Uh, he also shared about affirmations. You gotta be not like I want to make money, like you've made that money. Because when you feel like you've made the money, tied emotion into it, you become that person, and your subconscious mind will actually do things that give you success. You know, you ever wonder why some people always get lucky, quote unquote lucky, because we know no such thing as hard luck, right? Luck is when hard work meets opportunity. Why some people always get breaks because mentally. They think positive and they attract things like that, right? And even when you're positive, you become aware of opportunities. As when you're negative, you actually basically filter out all the opportunities and then you can, they could be right in front of you, but you don't see it. A um, couple other things. Events, you have to go to events. This is a reoccurring theme we talked about. You got to, minimum, you got to go to companies, international convention, annual big convention. You got to go for Rob. If you never went to that convention, uh, th- that event that he went to, who knows? He'd probably still be in the military and working that part-time job, right? You have to go to events and get your team to events. Another thing I love is like 
Get the job done, right? It doesn't matter how tough it is. It's all about your attitude, ML Nation. He's just, I'm going to get the job done. And he would, if he didn't have any skills, self-development. You know, the stuff he shared is really very amazingly wise beyond his years. Uh, you know, obviously you can tell he's done a lot of personal development and two good habits. He starts the day of personal development. He ends the day of personal development. Most people end the day looking at Facebook feed, get distracted, you know, and all that stuff going to your subconscious mind or they're watching TV, watching the news. Why do you want to pollute your mind with that type of stuff? Fill it with positive. And the studies done when you're sleeping, that's actually when the brain is learning. The, the brain takes what you've done the last hour and actually goes into your subconscious and it's actually working for you while you're sleeping. So, Anyway, uh, and the last thing is, I mean, it was such, this is such a good show, is like um, the food poisoning, right? Get it done. And you want to know leadership? Leaders make it happen. He was sick, food poisoning. He was about to vomit. He still drove an hour and a half to meet people. Now, you want to, you know, you want to wonder why people join him? That is commitment. That is leaders. Leaders are servers, service, responsibility. He's serving his team, serving his prospects. It's a responsibility. It was an easy way. It could have been canceled out. But hey. Like he said, the military, get the job done, and he got it done. So awesome, awesome show. Make sure you connect with Rob King, MLNation.net. Just go to search bar, type in Rob, and also connect with Dave Nelson, his mentor as well. And um, if you like this, please do me a favor, leave a review on iTunes. Right, that would really help our team. Not just me, make me my, uh, my me happy, but we have five people that work very hard for each one of these episodes. That would really pump them and fire them up. And uh, lastly... You know, it's, I'm just so proud, loud and proud to be in, in the network marketing profession, right? With amazing people, Gen Y, 27 years old, rocking and making it happen. And not just the money, but the impact he's had, right? The, probably the impact, uh, he's, he, the impact he had on me. He, I'm fired up just to see like what this profession's done. He's probably fired you up, motivated. You learned a couple lessons. It's just, we're an amazing profession and it's really about helping others. So ML Nation, take what you learned, go out there. Build your business and remember, we're in the profession to help others. So go out there and have a positive impact on someone's life today. God bless you all. Thank you so much for joining us today on MLM Nation. Head over to MLMNation.net for full recaps of every show, our training articles, and helpful resources. Your MLM success is waiting for you. So prepare to take off.